When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a ladder. Can you believe this? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. You don't need to know much more going into the podcast that's coming than you know right now. In my Groundhog Day Project blog, I called Dave Made a Maze a, quote, relentless, repetitive, lesson-making, fantastical venture, end quote. And you don't need much more than that. You come home... There's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. You give me a sense of that. This doesn't make any sense. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. Can I get a few words from you before you go? If you want some basics. First of all, I have no official connection to the film. But because the filmmakers happened to notice when I wrote several blog entries about the movie last year, I emailed director Bill Watterson on a whim, and yada yada yada. I've had a few conversations now with people involved with the film, and I'm still working on scheduling a few more. They have been nice enough to promote this podcast, too, even well before this first episode is going up. But in the meantime, you want to know about the film. Dave Made a Maze is about Dave, who made a maze. Out of cardboard. In the living room of the apartment he shares with his girlfriend. And she and several of their friends go into the maze, which of course, like the TARDIS, is bigger on the inside. And a wonderful little story is born. Dave explains at one point, This isn't exactly the maze I built, some things are just there. The ultimate point, of course, is that it doesn't matter. Whether he built it, whether it built itself, whether other people built it by chance or by circumstance, by choice or not, the end is still the same. Life ends in death. The labyrinth is still a lonely place without friends. It's simple. It's profound. It's absurd. It's stupid. And it's all those things because so many people don't get it or fail to try or don't realize that other people need them in their mazes. For the podcast you are about to hear, I invited a bunch of friends, mostly fellow Movies by Minutes podcasters, to tackle individual minutes from the movie, mostly at random. They had less information going in than I have given you in this pilot so far. They didn't even, necessarily, know the title going in. So you may hear some of them refer to this podcast as Minute Or, which was the working title I used to both be clever and avoid telling them just what movie they were watching. Dave made a maze. We are making a podcast. Welcome. Actually, I have something else for you. Dave's maze, as you will see in later minutes, keeps relating back to his various hobbies and whims. In minute four, Alan Sanders and Walt Murray of the Wilder Ride will aptly call Dave a dabbler. Groundhog Day Project, day 1245. Get the story to come off the page. I wrote about my own maze. But instead of cardboard, it's built out of movie theater tickets and VHS cases. There's a whole wing covered in comic book paper mache, too and the booby traps are all full of action figures come alive like it's Toy Story or Puppet Master. But I would have to also have a Minotaur because I was obsessed with Greek mythology as a kid. 
The heart of my labyrinth wouldn't be some cardboard chrysalis, though. Rather, the Leviathan from Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. But my D&D friends would probably be pretty useful in my maze. My family, too. Booby traps would probably have passwords that were just incomplete lines from old movies. Imagine it. A giant cardboard sign in a dead-end room covered in old VHS jackets, and then all the sign says is, Lester's barking again. And all you gotta say for a door to slide open is, and getting on my nerves again. Because life is built out of all these lines of fake dialogue, all these scripted characters, these Hollywood plots, and story beats cliched and original. There's a wing of my maze dedicated to Cold War action films from the 1980s. The sign over the entrance says, I feel the need. And the password is, the need for speed. And a wing dedicated to horror films, but especially slasher films. See any entry of this blog from October 2014 for more. The sign says, nobody believes me. The password. I believe you, Tommy. And so on. You exit the maze, and there is a bigger maze built out of DVD packages. Outside that maze is another one that is inexplicably built out of Netflix and YouTube and Hulu. And my maze intersects with so many other people's mazes, and we can talk about why we do the things we do, why we like what we like, watch what we watch until the cows come home. Except the cows might come home, but all you have to do is rewind, start again. We've all got our things, things that stick with us, things that remind us of childhood, of our teenage years, of that time we lied our way into Stephen King's sleepwalkers, then shot toothpicks into the ceiling at Rosie's diner before heading home late. Or whatever your thing is. Whatever moments you have that still feel fresh after so many years. For me, and for many of you, and probably all of you since you're here reading this blog, or listening to this podcast, rather, since I'm quoting the blog, but I'm talking about me. Movies are bookmarks in the text of my life, signposts in my cardboard maze. And you know what's awesome about my maze? It has several multiplexes and a handful of still operational movie rental shops, and comic book stores, and roller coasters, and toy stores, and a wing built out of Lego blocks. Bookstores, with real books. There's also an entire wing decorated with pages from the Bible. Or are those scattered in that wing of Cold War movies? And the wing decorated with all my fears of the end of the world from when I was a kid, and they told me at church and in the movies that it was all going to fall apart in a rain of fire and brimstone. It cannot all be good, my maze. But none of these things is really isolated from any of the rest. The good, the bad. One movie or another. The experience of one movie is affected by the experience of another. I don't really remember what my first movie was. I don't know what my last movie will be. But that first one affected my appreciation of all the rest. And that last one will be informed by them all. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? Next time on Dave Made a Minute, I will be talking to director Bill Watterson about the film as Minute One gets underway. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. 
Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, it's just going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?